0: No event, no matter how preposterous, will fail to find itself indispensable to some future happenstance. Hence, as I sit here sipping instant coffee in my makeshift prison cell, I am led to wonder when the daily accidents of my existence began whispering among themselves and conspiring to place me and, perhaps humanity, in such a dire and peculiar predicament. This is nuts, really. This is some previously undiscovered variety of craziness. This is a singularity, something else entirely, and I just don't get it. Everyone in town is laughing and dancing like there's no tomorrow, and that cliché may well be a literality, and I'm left counting my fingers like some bewildered bumpkin. Consequently, it would be premature of me to assert what exactly this is, and so... Borrowing an irritating habit from a very good friend of mine, I must leave this temporarily undefined. Here's the thing. I could theoretically retrace the path of occurrences leading to this from the beginning of time, and perhaps I well should, but I cannot risk courting such infinite regress. It's a long story, as they say, but not that long, and so instead I shall retreat to a much safer point of departure from which to commence my telling—the weather. Yes, let's talk about the weather. Let us linger for a nostalgic moment in the safety of the humdrum, the shelter of the mundane, where the commonplace is common and not some misty reminiscence. The weather was awful. It was hot sticky stinky hot hot like a smoggy sauna with an overdue litter box stewing in the corner and it stayed that way all summer the season had been pranked by the el nino weather devil in the pacific ocean dr blip quarterly my best friend says el nino is spanish for global warming he's joking el nino means the child or more precisely the boy and indeed the candy-brat climate was pegged on sugar and unable to simmer down. It was in this hyperactive atmosphere that Blip went mad. I hasten to add that he was not what you might term psychotic. Rather, he lost himself somewhere on the harmless side of lunacy, slightly south of innocuous but definitely north of demented. It is at least possible that the disagreeable climate had something to do with the blossoming of Blip's eccentricity. He certainly wasn't the only person in our big Ohio town acting suddenly screwy. Last summer it seemed as if everyone was rocking their chairs frightfully close to the tip of their arcs. But lest I scapegoat the prevailing meteorological milieu, the sweaty weather cannot be held solely responsible for toppling blip off his rocker. He had, after all, recently lost his job, and before then he was already tempting the point of no return— Never much of a cheerleader for cognitive conformity in the first place. He charged instead through the brambles and brush on the margins of consensus reality in search of berries most people wouldn't touch even if they could reach them. This past summer, however, Blip ate the wrong berry and lost sight of the beaten path altogether. And however hazy the line between innovation and insanity may be, he was unmistakably sipping iced tea with the hatters and the hares. Perhaps it was appropriate, then, when he became the accidental and anonymous ringleader of what his wife once referred to as Mass Meshuggahs. As far as I can tell, or as far as I'm willing to see, events began their inexorable dance toward this, with a mania-inspired misdemeanor committed by Blip unemployed and unesteemed professor of sociology and nouveau graffiti artist.